This is The Awakenings Pod with Ashton and Elsie. Get ready for a very weird and horny adventure into our minds. Welcome to the very first episode of Awakenings Podcast. This is a podcast about how pop culture can define our personalities and it's about talking to friends about the films that kind of shaped us and made us realize things about ourselves. In this very first episode, Ash and I just chat about how we see the podcast going, what we're expecting to talk about and actually unintentionally give a little bit of a preview when we start talking about Final Destination. That wasn't planned, that's just we watched the films together earlier this year and really enjoyed them and couldn't help ourselves, I guess. Um, One note up top, which is slightly embarrassing for me as the person who's been podcasting for four years, but my audio does not sound perfect in the first two episodes. Um, It's pretty far from it, but I just wanted to note that up top and that this is the kind of quality audio you can expect from me in general, not whatever was going on. My only excuse is that we're in a heat wave at the moment and my brain melted. But anyway, hopefully you enjoy this little preview. Maybe we can just talk about like how you had the idea. <laughs> oh, oh my god, honestly, the the amount of times I just see random straight cis men that are like, "Here's my podcast." And I'm like, "Why is it that you get to have a podcast?" And like, I have much more interesting things to say. I'm kidding. I don't. You do. Um, no, you do. <laughs> I mean, like, I genuinely go on rants about stupid shit all the time. Like, about, like, you know, one of my one pet peeves is, like, in the in-betweeners. Like, the fat phobia makes me so mad. And, like, anytime a man mentions it, I'm like, let me talk about the movie. And they're like, okay. <laughs> a little intense. I'm like, no, you don't understand. Like, it, it just, like, it's one of those things where I was like, you know what? I'm going to ask our collective friends and say, is this something I should do? Like, am I, you know, taking up space where I shouldn't? I don't know. And they were all no. very supportive. And then obviously you were willing to do it with me. And I was like, well, I can't say no to that. That's because I'm also always like, I want to rant about this thing at length. I already have two podcasts. Why not just <laughs> add in a third and really like stack the odds against the straight white men. Oh, exactly. And like, if you think about it, we didn't watch them together, but we did watch all of the Final Destinations and then just <laughs> constantly talked about it for like two weeks that we did that. And it was like, it was great. Like, and I, it's one of those things where I'm like, not necessarily an awakening type of thing, but like, it was fun and we had a good time. Or like when we watched um, Portrait of a Lady on Fire. Yes. Yeah, that should definitely be one that we cover. <laughs> well, I was going to say Final Destination too because that was what like three months ago that we watched them all, and now I'm like, I want to watch them. Again. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because like I, I mean, I would say that um, definitely put the fear in God for me about ever driving, which is probably why I don't because mm-hmm. I am terrified that you know a log truck is going to kill me, <laughs> which I feel like is a real uh, millennial fear. Yeah, there's a certain like subset of millennials even that just like yeah, yeah, because it's mentioned sometimes on people's like dating profiles and stuff, and they're like, oh, and I'm like, oh, so this is like a universal thing that like everybody does kind of feel that way 
that like, oh my God, this could happen, even though it's like not logical at all. But then again, none of those films are, but you're still just like, but it could happen. A lot of them are like based on fact as well, which I was going to say it could be awoken me to spending endless hours on Wikipedia reading about disasters. (laughs) Yeah, me too. (laughs) I started from reading the IMDb page for the various final destinations. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I've I've gone, I've definitely gone down those rabbit holes. Or like, I think the scariest one was the roller coaster one. (laughs) Yes. Because like that shit happens. And I, I mean, it's like if you take out like the death is hunting you thing, it's like surviving like a, um, you know, a, a freak accident. Like, of course, you're going to feel like everyone's out to get you. But then, of course, you're not actually being hunted by a, you know. There isn't like water creeping out <laughs> your like sink to murder you. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That also <laughs> like haunts. Like, I think the first one had like the most like mundane mm-hmm. deaths. And that, like, yes, it was, like, it It was just, like, it just kept feeling like it was building. It was, like, you know, someone got hit by a bus. It was, like, that shit happens. You know, that guy ended up accidentally, like, strangling himself. And it made it look like he hung himself. And I was, like, yeah, okay. Like, or, I mean. That's I'll, such a nightmare Yeah, as well. or like, that lady who, then... like, <laughs> makes all the knives fall on her. <laughs> just, that's perfect. It's a perfect death scene um although i would say in the in the last one um what is it it's the gymnastic scene oh god Uh, a friend of mine sent that to me when i was like really depressed and she was like just watch it it'll make you laugh and i was like okay and i watched (laughs) it and i was like this is incredible (laughs) like i love it and then by the time that i actually watched like the actual movie i was like oh this is disappointing like i thought i thought like you know she would have any kind of like importance to the plot and this would be like hugely shocking and instead I was like she got a better death scene than she did like characterization she's just like someone's girlfriend it's oh yeah and then she's like in college but that guy seems like he's in his mid-30s at best it's creepy yeah (laughs) um but yeah so yeah see this is like this is the kind of stuff it's like you know whether or not awakenings is about you know being horny on main as mm-hmm. someone suggested, or just like figuring stuff out about yourself or about things you love, like you know, like obviously with the Mighty Ducks, which yeah. I'm excited for us to cover. That's hockey, which you know is your thing. That is my thing, <laughs> which is excellent. And yeah, like I think that to me is like an excellent thing for us to cover because then you know we can really delve into like. What about this film makes it seem so exciting, so inviting, so great, but also, like, what are the, like, elements to it that, you know, would maybe, you know, if I watched it and it had Joshua Jackson in it, I think I did watch it as a kid, but I don't remember. But, like, yeah, like, I always remember Joshua Jackson being in it. Or, you know, there are girls playing hockey. (laughs) Julie the Cat. Yeah, that is an important factor. God, I'm so excited to rewatch. Yeah, I feel like Little Giants might be, like, a spiritual successor because like there's like one girl on the team and they all play you know football did you ever see it i never saw it so i'm just sitting <gasps> oh, here like yeah. nodding along like yeah <laughs> i don't know why i did that yeah that that's one of those movies where it was like you know i watched it a lot because i had devin sawa in it fair and it, and it would come on like disney channel 
I think when I was growing up. Again, I think it's one of those things like you watch a lot of weird films growing up because it just plays on like television and you don't really have the same amount of like, I mean, fuck, we don't, we never had Netflix or, you know, Amazon Prime, any of these things. Like it was basically whatever was playing on cable and you just start watching it or you go to Blockbuster and like rent a movie and you had to make sure it was like the right one. (laughs) Because like, I mean, the amount of times like I would, I would watch a movie and I would love it, but then I would have to, like, I wanted to show it to my mom, but then there would be like an awkward sex scene and I was just like, oh, please. Like I'd leave, I'd time it. So I had to go to the bathroom when that sex scene was on and then I'd come back. Like, it's not like my parents like monitored what I watched or what I did. I mean, they still don't, hopefully not. (laughs) But I mean, that's the thing. It's like, you know, I I didn't do anything like bad. I was just really into fandom and stuff. So I had lots of friends. And we were just really into like writing fan fiction and you know talking about the boys of Lord of the Rings. Like, <laughs> I was I was in deep, deep. But yeah, but like I mean that's just it's such a different time. So someone like my niece who's ten, like she'll never understand that like going and renting a movie from like you know the local blockbuster or you know me saving up my birthday money to like buy you know, the OC on, on DVD. Yes. <laughs> it was like $40. And I was like, this is worth it. Cause it was like the whole first season. And then I don't think I've even watched it all the way through. You can see how, how that worked. My brother. Yeah. My brother wanted to watch it and I was like, okay, sure. You'll do it quicker than I will. And like, just didn't happen. <laughs> well, just watching something that like is objectively probably not appropriate for your age group because it's on tv like and i grew up i think maybe this was at the point where bbc3 had come out so we technically had six channels la di da <laughs> um but i can just remember watching along came a spider which is like i don't know if you know it but it's oh yeah 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 it's like, i've read the book i was gonna say i think it's based on a, is it a james patterson book yeah i read it i read it over like summer vac- i think it was on like a beach trip or something and i i devoured it in like two days I think I was like 12 and I just have this really strong memory of watching that film being like, I don't know if this is made for my age group, but I'm enjoying it. Um, I remember seeing uh, the trailer for uh, the first one, which was like, um, oh, Jesus Christ, what is it called? It had Ashley Judd in it, but it also had um, the main character whose name is escaping me now. Jesus Christ, I'm a bad hooligan that I can't even think about this. You, you know what? Um, I was avoiding saying it because it's on the tip of my tongue. <laughs> oh yeah, I was I was trying to remember Morgan Freeman's name. That's even worse. <laughs> I was like, it's girls something. I was like, pretty girls. And I was like, no, that's not right. Um, but yeah, like you know, I never saw that film. I've never seen any other film in the series. I just watched that one and was like. Yeah, so it's, I know, <laughs> Alex Cross, that's it. Um, Yeah, so I saw the trailer for that. I think it was on like a VHS tape we had or something. And I was always like, oh, what is this? You know, and I don't think I watched it until it came on like, you know, regular cable. Um, But I definitely saw like Along Came a Spider. Again, they would play, they're such dad movies and that like, mm-hmm. it's a mystery and it's like, oh, here's like a pretty lady that like Alex Cross is going to flirt with. But like, he's also like, because he's Morgan Freeman, he's slightly too old. Yeah. In the way that it's not quite, it doesn't quite work, Um, which I kind of preferred because like in the books, it's like, he's of course like just, Oh, just 
banging, yeah, Monica Potter in the film, but in the book she's, you know. But I think he is supposed to be in, like, his 40s. But, like, Morgan Freeman is just born a granddad, let's be real. I mean, Morgan Freeman is God. Like, yeah, that's God true. doesn't like fuck. he's he's an I, he's like an attractive man, but yeah. like he's not like you're not thinking you know who's going to be the leading man in this film, mm-hmm. Morgan Freeman. Like unless it's like a really like sweet, nice story, you just don't think like Morgan Freeman fucks. Like that just doesn't <laughs> happen. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I remember seeing that and I was like oh I want to watch that and then I ended up watching Along Came Spider and then I was like oh I need to I need to read the book because I was at the library and I was like mm-hmm. yeah um, and I think I bought Kiss the Girls but I I read the first few pages of it and it freaked me out because it was basically a guy <laughs> who was like li- like hiding in this woman's house you know like in the walls oh. and I was like I'm out I'm done I quit <laughs> no thank you because I think it was probably about like 13 and I was like no, not for me. I don't I don't want to think about this. And yet here we are, still thinking about it. Sometimes you have to. Sometimes it just sticks in your head. It awakens something in you. <laughs> I would I would say the worst awakening I ever had was when I read um A Widow for One Year. I have not read that. By John Irving. Yeah, I think I was about 15, 14 or 15. And like <laughs> Again, I've never seen the film, but I wanted to because it looked like sexy and like, you know, drama filled. Um, and now I'm like, oh, gross. But I, I read part of the book and I think I got about halfway through and then I ended up like falling out with it. But like this adult woman has like an affair with like a boy who's like 16 or 17. Ooh. And she makes a comment. And again, it's like now I'm thinking about it as an adult who's also had sex and is like, why? <laughs> it's such a man thing to think. And unfortunately, it's very true. But she makes this offhand comment. She's like, oh, like, um, something about men always look surprised before they come. <laughs> and because I'd never, like, had any experience with boys or men or anyone, that fucking stuck in my head. <laughs> it's still in there now. This was not a good awakening. This was a... <laughs> Okay. And like, I mean, I'm sure I could probably find the actual quote. I don't want to. I don't want to revisit that time (laughs) in my life. But it like, it genuinely was something that I thought about like for years. And especially like the first time I ever was like with anyone. And I was like, don't think about it. Then you're just waiting for them to look surprised. And you're like, here it is. (laughs) You're like, oh, there we go. (laughs) It's an excellent way to find out if someone's going to come instead of them just saying it. My mom can never listen to that. <laughs> no, that's why That's why I was like, um, when I was talking to you earlier, I was like, what is my name? Which sounds <laughs> stupid, but I'm like, ah. No, I, I think that's totally fair. Like, I totally get it. Like, whereas to me, I'm just like, my parents at the same time, like, don't really understand how podcasts work. Mm-hmm. Like, I love You Must Remember This. And like, I remember trying to like, convince my grandmother to listen to it because it's exactly the kind of thing she would enjoy because it's like you know old Hollywood and stuff and I was like how the hell am I going to explain to her how podcasts work and how am I going to set this up for her so she knows how to use it and I was like oh fuck it's not worth it (laughs) yeah my my family lives into my other podcast and I'm just like that makes me feel slightly uncomfortable I don't know why but that's like not because they're my family just because I find it weird to think of people that I know listening to it for some reason yeah you won't listen to this one it's okay I think I think that's fair though. Like, 
I just have like for me at least it's like I know that like they don't really understand how it works I could probably send it to my brother and he'd be like oh yeah I'll give it a listen and then maybe he won't maybe he will who knows my sister won't have time because she's too busy with kids which is fair and other than that it's pretty much just going to be friends who want to listen to me wax poetic about men's cum faces apparently (laughs) that should be the tagline Ashton talks about cum faces (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. I promise. We will try to keep it clean in, like, the first, like, obviously with The Mighty Ducks, I feel like. Yeah, that's. that's it's a children's film. And aside from me just being like, Pacey, I love you. That's it. Dep- it depends how far into talking about my hockey consumption it gets. <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, who am I? Who am I to judge? I mean, no, but that's the thing. I mean, we. You know, this is inherently, I mean, not, you know, the original idea was, like, things that awaken you. Because, like, I originally made a letterbox list with all the films that I, like, felt like had sexually awakened me in or whatever. Yeah. And that's really just kind of spun off into, like, awakenings in different ways. Like, even if it's just, like, here's a movie that showed me, like, you know, what love was really supposed to be like. Or, like, that gave me that feeling of, like, oh, this is so nice. Like, that's what I want. Or... Whatever. It doesn't necessarily have to fit into, like, a specific mold. And I think that's important for us to kind of explore that and figure it out. Obviously, hockey being the first one. <laughs> I love that. I'm going to try and find it, that list that you sent me. Because just the the comparison between them. Oh, I know. <laughs> yeah, I was just looking through it and it's like, Ashton's suggestions are like... Saved, Secretary, Jennifer's Body, which also would have been one of mine. And then Elsie's suggestions are like the Mighty Ducks, Shrek, Goodfellas. <laughs> I mean, Goodfellas for me, I don't, it wasn't like a sexual awakening. It was like, hey, look at this city. I'm going to imprint on that city Yeah, somehow. but at the same time, I feel like we're adults now, so we might we might yeah. view it differently, you know? Like, I, I kind of feel that way, like, like the way that I view certain like films I loved as a kid and was like, oh my God, this boy is so dreamy. As an adult, I'm like oh, he's so adorable. Like, how cute is that? Like, I'm like, oh, you're way too young for me. It's gross if I thought about you that way. Yes. Whereas this is something that I always used to think about as a kid because I was like, okay, I'm now like 12 and I find 12-year-olds attractive and I don't understand how old people find other old people attractive, by which I meant like 30-year-olds. So I was like, does that change? (laughs) Obviously it does. Meanwhile, I've been into dads since I was a kid, so... (laughs) As we can tell, I've, I've de- I definitely have a type. Like, because, I mean, it's just, like, you know, men who were older. And I was just like, oh. Like, I'm basically, like, Sarah Marshall and her obsession with Jory- Jerry Orbach. He came up on an episode <laughs> of The Golden Girls I was just watching. And I was like, God, he is really hot. <laughs> God, what am I... Um, I think about that thread recently that was, like, what is your specific interest? And mine was, like, himbos, which, you know, covers hockey. Um, oh yeah men who have the vibe of Russian spies <laughs> and women a really specific oh, category yeah. yeah I think I think mine are and continue to be men who look like uh, sickly Victorian uh, <laughs> children who are dying of consumption I just I love a tall gangly man and in glasses as as you very well know yeah I, I'm very aware of this <laughs> and like but at the same time then it's just women full stop mm-hmm. don't don't need anything else it's just just them I was going to say on the Russian spy front, which has been really ruined for me, because the first time I realized 
But I was like, heck yeah, Soviet spies do it for me for some reason. It's the man <laughs> from Uncle and it's Army Hammer. So that is now dead. Oh, no. Yeah, I never watched it. I was going to. And now pretty much all of those, like anything with Army Hammer in it, I'm like, oh, this has really ruined my boner. Like, I loved, loved, loved the audiobook of Call Me By Your Name. Mm-hmm. And like, not that I was like, you know, getting off on it, but like, it was just very yeah. soothing listening to him read. And now I'm just like, fuck, I can't, I can't listen to that anymore. And like, I'm like, but I mean, that movie objectively has so many hot people in it. Like, you know, I know not everyone's into Timothy. Little Timmy. Chalamet, <laughs> Timmy T, Timmy C, whatever. Um, you know, I know not everyone's into him. That's fine. Like, I just, I think he's very sweet. Like, he just mm-hmm. seems like he's the kind of boy that I would have like had a crush on. Yeah, totally. As a teenager. And like, that's fine. I liked when he played Kyle though in, um. Uh, and Lady Bird. Oh, was, yeah, Lady yeah, Bird. Yeah, Lady Bird. Yeah. And I think he's sweet. And he's so good in that. And I and I love that. But also, like, the parents are hot, too. Yes. Like, his mom and dad, just, man. Hot family. Hot family. Yeah. I'm just like, you know what? If these two invite, if the if these two people were sitting across from me at a bar and we're like, we like your vibe, I'd be like, I'm a, I'm done. Like, like, you don't even have to buy me a fucking drink. Let's go. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, going back to <laughs> the original purpose of this conversation, which was, I'm really excited for us to talk about movies and be able to do it in like you know, a contained space and then, you know, being able to to come together and, and watch movies and talk about them and then obviously have our friends on and talk about it with them and, yes. you know, really get to like, I mean, to me, I feel like I'm flexing or not flexing, I'm building new muscles of like learning to do things creatively. Obviously you are flexing hard over here with like, you know how to do stuff, but I think it's good. And I think for me, it gives you something to like look forward to because mm-hmm. as much as I enjoy just putting on, you know, stupid reviews on Letterboxd. I really would love to just have somewhere, like a forum, I can just talk about it. And, you know, as much as I love, you know, all of our Facebook groups that we're in, which are great, you know, I I don't always just want to, like, sometimes I just want to talk about it. Or, like, a lot of times I just send voice notes and I'm like, I'm angry about this thing. And, like, sometimes it's nice to just have, like, an actual place I can be like, you know what? I don't really like this about this film, but I like the other things about it. If you liked what you heard there, our very first episode is going to be released next Wednesday. It's on the subject of The Mighty Ducks, which is a very important film to me personally. A very important series, I should say. Um, It awoken something in me, a kind of beautiful, magical, sometimes awful, always chaotic element of my personality that was slumbering for aeons, just like Gritty was under the Wells Fargo Centre. Going forward, we're going to release a new episode every other Wednesday, so that's either bi-weekly or bi-monthly, depending on which of those very confusing words you choose to use. Thank you for listening.